In honor of Veterans Day today, we have a wonderful campground conversation with an Army captain and Blackhawk pilot who now finds himself just beginning the RV nomadic life. Welcome to RV Out West. I'm your host, Brooks. My family of fours base camp is located in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, and our RV adventures radiate out from there. Please grab a mug of coffee and join us as we discuss RVing around the American West. From sweet camping spots, gear and equipment, to tips and tricks, we've got you covered. We are RV Out West. From Blackhawk missions in Afghanistan and Iraq to summiting mountains in Africa, Caleb, better known as Captain VD, sits down at the campground picnic table along with our pups to share with us how we got into RVing, what RV he now calls home, and what he plans to do for the next year or so. I first met Caleb and his cousin Jason randomly while I was on a solo fall camping trip earlier this year. Captain VD now finds himself on the precipice of a great journey through the lower 48 in his brand new travel trailer. Thanks for uh, talking with me this evening as we're sitting around a campfire here in the park. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, I grew up in the military, so kind of on the run. My my upbringing was pretty outdoorsy, although never lived in one place long enough, you know, to establish kind of a clan of people that go out and camp. I joined the military. And what branch were you in? I was in the army. That camping was, <laughs> I suppose, for work. So a little bit different than um, kind of the type of camping that we're doing now. As I got older, a lot of my friends uh, were getting uh, travel trailers. At the time, I lived in Seattle. I didn't really see the allure. At the beginning of 2022, I went through a separation divorce and decided I was going to change my life. And so left the job, sold my house, and took my dog uh, just eastbound with no plan, really. The only plan was that I didn't really want to exchange time for money uh, like I had coming out of the Army. And I just kind of wanted to make it up uh, as, I, as I go. And one of, the, one of the first things that I purchased was a uh, pickup truck, which I had never owned a pickup truck. I tried to go cross country in a Tesla Model S, which was a terrible idea. I drive for two hours, charge for one. And um, I made it to Spokane uh, and decided I, need, I needed something that burned dinosaurs. Uh, now that I had a pickup truck, and I think that was that that opened the door to having uh, more serious conversations uh, with with friends who um, had uh, travel trailers. The more that I thought about it, the more it uh, it seemed like a plausible uh, solution. So did a lot of couch surfing, and you know did not want to uh, be a burden, but I also acquired a bunch of shit. And that would that had to be stored somewhere, and it couldn't be, you know, in 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 the Tesla. And while I had a bed of a truck now, you know that that wasn't a solution either. So I I knew that I wanted to travel around the the lower 48, um, and I knew that I needed something more substantial, more practical that mm-hmm. gave me the freedom. So that. I think led me to more serious consideration about getting a camper. Recently, at the beginning of September, I climbed Kilimanjaro and um, stayed in a tent for, I guess, 12 days. I think during 
actually, I, I made the purchase while I was in um, in Tanzania. Uh, and I think that was that was probably the you know the deciding factor is, is just enjoying the outdoors, having access, and then you know conceptualizing what could my near term future be like if I had you know something more substantial that I could uh, and the freedom of being able to kind of travel across the country. So that's how I got into, or that's how I purchased my first, or my, my only camper. So tell me about the, so you're, in, you're at the base camp at Kilimanjaro. You're doing research on a trailer. What were some of the factors for your trailer that were like your must-haves? Yeah, so that's an interesting question because um, I guess two of my friends take a larger uh, family out in their campers. And then another friend of mine has a toy hauler and uh, just him and his fiance. The discussions uh, and advice that came from them was inconsistent with like this idea. Cause I really didn't, um, I didn't know what I didn't know at that point. Right. Um, what I did know was that I didn't want something that was, um, that was overly large difficult to, to tow, knowing that I was going to put a lot of miles. At the time, my first uh, pickup truck was a 2002 Ford F-150 okay. um, and it had over 230,000 miles. So a big consideration on the purchase of my first trailer was, am I going to be able to make it you know, out of the parking lot with this older truck? Outside of that, again, it was, it was you know, I guess kind of like house hunting. You know, it's... It, what what sort of floor plan or layout do you think that you would want without having any experience at all? Just kind of doing it virtually. Um, and so I thought that I really wanted, I guess, a queen size bed, a single uh, slide out. That would be, you know, the entertainment uh, mm-hmm. area. And then I wanted the bed or the living space and the bathroom to be opposed. So like bed in the front and bathroom in the back. Yep. Um, and I really only needed room for uh, myself and my pups, um, but two people would probably is is really what I was looking at as far as Max. So, what model did you ultimately buy and decide on? So, I got a um, 2022 Grand Design Transcend Explorer 200 MK, okay. and I was looking at I was looking at Winnebago. And grand design, based on uh, input from uh, from my my friends who had owned more, you know, several trailers, I guess at this point. Yeah. So that recommendation and, and narrowing that search because not knowing what, you know, not knowing, uh, I guess, the quality or or uh, convenience of man- different manufacturers or brands, I really relied pretty heavily on those who had been doing it for years. Okay. You found your model. You made your decisions. You made your whatever you sent earnest money from Africa or whatever you needed right. to do to yeah. like say, yep, I'm going to buy this. Um, you get home from Kilimanjaro. What happened next? I uh, drove to the dealership and because I had an older truck uh, and because I was unsure again, first truck I've ever owned. And I think I had at this point, I maybe had only driven it for 10 hours. Uh, so super unfamiliar with not just trucks, but had never towed anything. Yeah, uh, I past. never towed either. Yeah, it's cool. Like it's yeah, a, no, it's a, I like it actually. It's so I didn't know what I didn't know. So uh, in conjunction with uh, purchasing and finalizing the contract and receiving the trailer uh, from the dealership, um, 
I took my truck in to uh, have it checked up to say, hey, it, will, this, yeah, will, will this thing, uh, you know, make it uh, towing uh, this this trailer with these um, parameters? Over the course of, while that was in the shop, I suppose, uh, then I had ample time with the salesperson to go through all of the accessories. And I think I learned that there's no shortage of uh, things, one, that are critical for RV. owning a, yeah, for, yeah, for owning so, a trailer. Good question. Because I always talk about this. What would you define as critical? So I, w- I, w- I will say this. Uh, this is the sixth time that I've ever set my trailer up today. What number? Sixth. Um, and there's so much uh, that I didn't know before. So, you know, every conversation uh, leads to more uh, information and, you know, yeah. certainly likely you- more things that I need to purchase. But um, so the original question is, is what um, what is critical or what, in my opinion, what is critical uh, at, at my experience level? And I think in order to answer that question, I should say this. I set up today with the help of my friend who's been uh, who's who's very experienced at um, uh, setting up his trailer and is very meticulous. And I thought that I knew what the hell was going on. So I was like, hey, sit back, watch. And and uh, just like let's discuss afterwards. After backing in and uh, establishing the trailer in the right location, I think the second thing that I attempted to do, Jason, my friend, was like, "All right, stop. Like, let's before you ruin your trailer, let's talk about it." Um, and then I think he officially took over setting up my trailer for the sixth time today. Nice. Okay. Um, what did you learn? So I learned, uh, I learned about leveling. I learned that the jack stands are not for supporting weight, are not for leveling. They are uh, for st- stabilizing. I learned the best way to make sure um, that the trailer is level and really the right process to go through it. So I think I, and again, I did this uh, previous night uh, on my own uh, with two dogs running amok. And I think the very first thing that I did was put it up on, uh, you know, lower the uh, lower the jack on the tongue, and unhitch it with the you know the uh, the wheel X blocks or chalk in I guess X chalks yeah yeah and then tried to do everything uh, as quick as possible so that I could get to bed. The biggest thing for me, one of my rookie learns, yeah, X chalks are not chalks. The name is. Um, very confusing. Yeah, X chucks are stabilizers as okay. well. So, so I don't know. Still, this. I didn't. This either. is new information to me. I right didn't now. know that when I first. I, I thought there were brakes. I was using X chucks on the go. The tires aren't moving. We're fine. We're yeah. chalked. And it wasn't until somebody else that I follow on on social media who was like, X chucks are stabilizers to help stabilize. You still need to chalk your tires. Yeah. So I I, I had never done that. I had no idea. It Likewise. was a big learn. Big so learn. I, learned, I I think I've learned so much today. I learned. Today I learned what I did incorrectly the last five times. Uh, okay, but uh, and also everything that I'm missing in my kit bag. Um, but that's the other thing. We all love to geek out so, on gear. So exactly, you, you can geek out on gear. Yeah. And, yeah, but so I mean, yeah. So like, so I would say I would say obviously the 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 things that are important uh, in my mind, I guess, are the things that are going to stabilize and make the uh, um, the trailer secure. Yep. And then ease of setup and teardown. 
um, are, I would say. But you haven't listed gear yet. So you yeah. So, so, so poo slinky X chocks are in your thing. A poo slinky because you want. So I don't have. Tank. I don't know the names of Doesn't any matter. of the stuff that I have. Doesn't matter. We're but talking. I have a. I have a. a, a I have two bags of. Uh, of they look like big orange Legos that you put underneath. Yeah, underneath your stabilizers yeah. to help when the right. Sta- yeah, when you're on. on and so, so Jason showed me that they actually come with uh, well tops so that you know they're flat instead of the Legos. And then also uh, the chocks so that you can level. Yep. Um, so so I think that those now are <laughs> are Super critical. Yep. So here's here's a couple of things that my 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 2002 my first uh, uh, pickup truck made it from Wisconsin uh, to Spirit Lake and no further than South Dakota before I had to trade it in. So I traded in and and got a uh, a newer GMC uh, still half ton truck. But this had a tow package, so uh, so it integrated um, braking system. It had a backup camera, which I didn't have before. Yeah. And the first, I think it took me forty five minutes to just get it close enough, and then I tried to lean into the into the hitch to try and just lower it and see if maybe one of the two things would move. Like it was, it was comically bad how bad I was at first. Um, it just understanding like. Which way do I turn the wheel to get the you know the the uh, uh, hitch to go where you want it yeah, to go? I well, mean your your well, trailer just, ball to go where you sure, want it. Yeah, to, yeah. I, I guess even more so than that, just trying to connect. Uh, like, how do I turn the truck in order to uh, get the bed to go left or right? And then how close do I actually need to be? Because I think I, I tried to hit, hit like I tried to connect it at like a forty five degree angle at first because I was like, oh, this is close enough, surely. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> so backup camera on the truck and then backup camera on the uh on the trailer those have been game changers. those have been game changers for me yeah. uh, especially since I've been doing well I'm, I I think in the future uh, last night was the first night that I ever uh you know set up camp by myself but that is you know more likely than not moving forward so those are definitely things that are critical okay uh, in my opinion Kind of what's your plan? What are you thinking? What's next steps? I mean, you, you've shared with me you're taking a year to be on the road. So right. like, yeah. There's a couple of things. Um, one, I with international travel starting to open up more and more, there are, and not having really had any vacation in the last two plus years or so, vacations outside the country, um, there are some international places that I would like to go. Uh, but now I have you know, my own place to store all the stuff rather than, you know, put it in the corner of a family member or a friend's garage. And just to back up, sure. you are full-time RVing now at this point. I mean, yeah, you don't, I don't, you I, don't have, you don't have do a home, you don't have, have an apartment, you're not. No, I do not have so you are a, fully a mailing nomadic. address of yeah, any sorts. You're fully nomadic at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so you're I just guess, starting out. That's correct. Which yeah. is awesome. Number six. Yeah. Um, I'll say I try not to plan any more than two weeks in advance. Okay. Um, I do need to go back east and pick up the re- remainder of my stuff that is in um, in Iowa. Okay. Um, and so, following that, I think uh, what I what I plan to do is to um, is to head south. Uh, so I have some friends in uh, Austin, Texas, and in Albuquerque, um, and then I've been you know the more and more that I think I I get into. I guess the RV lifestyle, the more that I see uh, or learn about places to go, 
at different times of the year. I think you and I had spoken about yep. heading to Texas in March <clears throat> for the Rattlesnake Roundup. For me, I, I, I really only know what's going to happen uh, the next two weeks. Good for you. Um, and then after that, it's really kind of looking at um, where in the country, where in the lower 48. I'm more than confident with the truck that I have now, but I'd like to have shit wired tight where I know. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think events and, you know, uh, notable, I guess, locations based on time of the year uh, are, are really how I'm sort of loosely planning out mm-hmm. uh, the remaining, I would say, six or seven months. Um, I think that's great. Can I ask you? A, sure. So I have a personal question, but how are you affording this? I think that's going to be on a lot of people's minds. How do you afford to do a year on the road? Like, we don't need to get into detail. Sure, but are you sure. a, are you a, are you working remotely? So you're bringing well, in income. Working. No. So is this no. still just kind of money saved or a sale of a house that yeah. you're kind of doing? Like, what's your? Yeah. I'm so, just curious. so it's um, so it's both the sale of the house uh, locally here in Seattle. Uh, at the peak and uh, money saved and just trying to be diligent, although I'm not very good at it, having to buy a new truck uh, and the trailer itself on, on, on managing the budget. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. Totally. So, so, it's- so that, I think, in addition to uh, the RV lifestyle, um, living on a budget is, is a new development for me as well. One tip I have for you. And I, I've talked about this on my show numerous times, but I'm a big fan. So when you're on the road, Walmarts are an oasis. Okay. And I'm a big fan of them. And so, I mean, in my situation, I'm driving. My wife is on a, her phone or a tablet or whatever. Yeah. But you could do it from a campground when you know you got Wi-Fi. But you're not ordering hungry. So you're not walking through the Walmart yeah. going, I'm going to take this box of Cheez-Its yeah, right now because and- I need a snack. And I'm hungry and I want to eat Cheez-Its or red licorice or whatever it might be so you can stay on budget and be like hey i got my budget for whatever my food budget is yeah but then you just roll in and walmart parking lots are great because they're so big that you can easily pull in park in the back and you're fine and then i would walk up to find out where the pickup stall is and call the number and it's like what stall are you in and i have to like push zero and be like I'm the trailer in the back. I'm the black gotcha. truck with the big trailer, and that. And then they bring out my groceries, and I load them right into my trailer, and just have them hand it to me. And then I'll, you know, stow things in the fridge and put things away in the pantry. But it's a great little oasis yeah, when that, you're on the road. That makes sense, and it helps keeps you on budget. One of the things that I that I in the last I guess six or seven days uh, that I have found is that most people that I run into, most people that I meet at campsites are more than happy to uh, give recommendations or provide advice or to help out. The community is yeah. ex- exquisite. Yeah. Like It is just to randomly meet people and have this talk and then to be able to say, hey, I recommend you go check out the Rattlesnake Roundup or right. hey, Arches is one of my favorite national parks. Where have you been? You're like, oh, this is a sweet little spot here. I noticed and you're when you're there, funded. this is a great taco place. Or- yeah, and, and, and honestly, I think one of the deterrents was this perception that it's not very safe and and that hasn't been my experience at all Uh, i think more so than that i think people are looking out for one another as opposed to you know it's a community which is really cool yeah and that's i think that's that's one of the encouraging things too to to go out to places that i haven't been before on my own with the two with the pup and and the older dog and uh just you know make it up as i go what are some highlights you have planned for the next couple of weeks? What are you thinking? You're here in Washington State. You said you lived in Seattle. 
How long did you live in Seattle for? I lived in Seattle for seven years. And where's original home for you? Like born and raised ish. Uh, and so I born in California, raised on the road. In where my, in California? Uh, in, in Oakdale, small little ranching community near Escalon or uh, Modesto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I moved every two to three years when my father was in the army and then yep. I joined the army. So I had never lived prior to, uh, Seattle. I'd never lived anywhere for more than three years. Graduated high school in Germany, did my undergrad at Auburn and got my grad on my master's degree at, at UW. what did you study? Aviation management. Yes. Okay. For undergrad. Got my pilot's license. Was a pilot in the army. So I've got, I still have the Here. Tesla in uh, Iowa and I have a motorcycle there and I have a bunch of other stuff and I have stuff here. So uh, part of this trip is to pare down one, everything that I already have. Condense it um, all. Yeah. Yeah. So probably making a lot of donations, um, uh, reaching out to old friends and seeing if there's anything that I own that they want. Um, so trying to just really live out of the truck and trailer, but I do have the Tesla and, and I do have my motorcycle. So those are going to go down south to either Baton Rouge, where I have a friend and potential job opportunity at some point in the future, um, and plenty of place to store, or all the way down to Florida, where my parents spend the winter. So I've been to I've been to forty seven states. I haven't been to Vermont, New Hampshire, or uh, Maine, and I'd like to do it. I'd like to go to those three. To the, I guess, what the Northeast, mm-hmm. um, when it's when it's a, a good time of the year. So I actually thought coming out of uh, Africa that I would go and spend a month out there and start writing my book, but I uh, I've got to police up all the stuff that I have left at friends and families places, you know, all you over. You got to shed yourself of that. Yeah, stuff. I've got. I've, I've got. So you have actually, the freedom to right, exactly, and I think that's 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 what I. That's how I explain it as well is, is that I, I, I quote unquote have the freedom, but not with the everything. mental freedom. So you need to right. shed the shit. So right. you're like free, you're free, yeah. free. Like exactly. So yeah, I think, and again, I, I would like to keep it to just two weeks, uh, of planning and then, and go from there. I mean, I have ideas of, of, uh, of where I'd like to go and I'm getting recommendations all the time. But outside of that, I, I I like the freedom and I like the mobility to to just say, you know what, I I, I don't want to continue southeast. I'm going to go northwest or whatever it is I want to do. So let me ask you this: Where do you see yourself a year, eighteen months down the road? I think that I will I will always have an attachment to camping an RV. Um, I think should I think I will get married again, and I think that. Um, based on the conversations I've had, almost everybody ends up upgrading or expanding or getting a new trailer. So I think that's probably where it's heading. But I, I think that the next piece of property that I own will have the ability to store the current trailer or a larger one. Do you think this year, 18 months, however long it is, whatever, I mean, it's unknown at this point. It could be two years, whatever. Is this maybe in search of a place to call home? Do you maybe see it that way? That like, you know, hey, I didn't think Maine would be so cool and that's it. I'm going to be a Mainer. I think I'm open to that. Denver's my jam or Austin's my jam. I think think the way that I I 
explain it is I, I want to get thoroughly lost so I can find myself. And I think in that process, if I find, you know, a, a, a location that I really identify with or even a region, uh, then I might focus in on that. Kind of like my search for the uh, for my trailer itself is, you know, honing in on on what I think that I like as far as the capabilities and floor plan and stuff like that. And then refining that search more and more. If that happens during, you know, this journey, then, yeah, I'm open to it. Well, Caleb, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Happy to do it. I'd like to thank Caleb and all other veterans for their service in protecting our freedoms and our country. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. To help the show grow, please share with your RVing friends and family about this podcast. If you have an idea for a topic you'd like me to discuss, please contact me at rvoutwest.com. Our next episode is going to drop on the Monday after Thanksgiving, just in time for Cyber Monday, as I'm going to share some great RV-friendly white elephant gift ideas. From the silly, to the naughty, to the helpful, I've got some great ideas to make you the rock star at your next white elephant gift exchange. Now, Get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon. Thanks so much for listening to RV Out West. Join us again in two weeks with our next episode. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you choose to get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And I sure would appreciate if you left a rating or a review of the show. Special thanks to Scott Holmes Music for providing the intro song, We Are One. RV Out West can be found on Instagram and Facebook, where you can interact with us and follow along on our RV adventures around the Pacific Northwest. So get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon.